wake up today to be average. So why are we living that way? I truly do believe that God wants us to be wealthy. God desires for us to live our best You can have everything that you want in this life. You can have the money, the family, the marriage, the business, the car, whatever it is that you want. You can have it. Wealth is your birthright. You deserve to be wealthy. These are the secrets of a money mogul. The keys to living an abundant life. Hey, moguls. Welcome to the Secrets of a Money Mogul podcast. I'm your host, Jaleesa Ann, and I'm on a mission to help 1 million women reach financial freedom. Um, I do that through this wonderful medium of podcasting. I also do that through one-on-one coaching and through my online courses and live workshops and speaking. You guys, I am so happy to be back on the mic right now having this conversation with you guys. I um I really feel like I had to pray on this episode. It was one of the things that it was like, I don't know that I want to talk about this topic like this. Um I feel like this is one of those divine downloads from God, y'all. And y'all will have to keep listening um as we dive into the topic, but I really do feel like I struggled with with if I was ready to have this whole conversation um about about financial freedom that we're going to have today. So um, before we get started, I just want to thank you all for tuning into this episode. Thank you so much for rating um, the podcast. Like I love reading y'all's reviews. I know I don't have a whole a ton of reviews, but I love reading um, what you guys write over on iTunes. I really do appreciate it. And it does help me to keep going because I know that these episodes are changing your life and I know that you're getting value from them and um thank you to my new clients I'm so happy uh to be guiding you through your journey um as you build your business as you become financially free as you build the foundation for you to actually build sustainable wealth not just for you but for the next generation so I'm so happy to be guiding um women through this journey and I'm so happy that God has chosen me you know, if he he could not have chosen a more imperfect person. When I get on this mic and I have these conversations with you all, I don't ever want you to feel like, like I'm not the t- I don't I'm not the type of person to talk down on anyone. But I am in the trenches with you guys. Like you know, I am completely imperfect. I don't I don't pretend to be perfect. Um, I make mistakes too, and a lot of these things that I'm talking to you about. I've made the mistake already. I've learned from the mistake and I've moved forward. So now it's all about giving back to the next woman so that she doesn't have to make the same mistakes so that she can maybe move forward faster, harder, stronger, you know, come back 10 times better than what I previously did. You know, I really wish that sometimes when I was in the trenches, sometimes when I was at really low points in my life or low points in my Um, business especially because y'all being an entrepreneur has been a whole journey I've had several failed businesses before I had a somewhat successful one and then I got in my own way I was the, the number one thing that almost completely ruined my business that almost completely tore it to the ground was me was me I was my my worst enemy so um 
helping other women to avoid those pitfalls has been such a rewarding journey for me. And I know that, you know, financial freedom is is what people desire. But I know that there are people that it's kind of just like a wish for them. You know, they're wishing for it, but they don't really want to take any action towards it. They don't really want to do the work that it's going to take um, to be financially free. And that's why I'm so happy for those of you who are even just taking the small step of turning on this podcast and listening to this episode. Like, I just want you to commend yourself for at least doing that because that's step one. Step one is acknowledging that you are wanting to change and seeking that change. And I'm praying that my voice right now might help you make the next step might help you make the next step that could completely change the trajectory of your life. Um, And that's why I'm glad that God has chosen me and I, I have finally surrendered and allowed him to use me to speak to women, um, women specifically. So let's get into today's episode, y'all. Today we're going to talk about financial freedom ain't free. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of the times we focus on the things that we need to do. We focus on the things that we need to add to our lives, the habits that we need to be doing. But sometimes especially on a financial journey, especially when you're building a business, especially when you are really wanting to lay the foundations of wealth uh, so that you can build a a sustainable wealth, like so that you can actually have a future. It's more about what we need to subtract, right? What we need to take away. What is it going to cost? What is it going to cost? You know, I remember uh, there's the saying that there's no such thing as free lunch. And in the saying that there's no such thing as free lunch, you know, basically the saying is saying that nothing in life is free. There's always going to be a cost. Sometimes that cost is monetary. So sometimes, you know, you go to the store, you get an item and you pay actual physical money for that product. Like you swipe your card or you pay cash or you write a check or whatever it might be. Sometimes that cost is monetary, but there are so many other times that that cost is not monetary, that that cost comes from, you know, hard work, that that cost comes from time, that that cost comes from family, that that cost comes from different, different things that you have to give up, old belief habits, things like that. So we're going to talk about, I believe I have seven points. Yes, we're going to talk about seven seven things that you are going to have to give up in order to be financially free. What is it going to cost you? So um, let's get started on the first, first thing it's going to cost you in order to be financially free. And the very, very, very first thing that it's going to cost, the very first thing that you have to pay, very first thing you have to lay down on the line is your old and current beliefs about money. Your current beliefs about money are not serving you. And I know that for a fact, because if they were serving you, you would be financially free. You would be where you want to be financially. You wouldn't have the issue with maintaining the money that you keep. You wouldn't have the issue with earning more money. You wouldn't have any of the money issues that you currently have because your beliefs create your reality. So your beliefs 
create your thoughts, which create your actions, which create your reality. So if there is something in your reality that you do not like, it is because of your current beliefs about money. So if you've ever believed that, you know, money is bad and that that people that have it are bad or any of those things, like you might have some beliefs about money that are no longer serving you. Um, wealth really starts in the mind. And I think that once I realized that, once I I took that shift, once I started focusing on that, the habits came afterwards. The habits came afterwards because before you can do anything, you have got to change the way that you think about money. You have to change the belief about money. And that's one thing that we did when we did the seven day prosperity prayer challenge. A lot of Christians, a lot of people that believe in God, a lot of believers, should I say, um, have this belief that money is evil and that people that have it are evil. And that's not the case at all. Money is just a tool. It's it's not it's not this almighty powerful thing like no you're not supposed to be worshiping money over God you know nothing comes before him but God has given us money to use as a tool and I've talked about this before when I talk about the enemy is the one who doesn't want you to have money it's not that God doesn't want you to have money the enemy doesn't want you to have money to be able to use it to empower the kingdom in order to be able to use it to help others in order to be able to use it to reach your full potential to to do the things that you were absolutely called to do so the first thing that you have to give up is your old beliefs about money and I want you to take a moment today sometime today even now if you have a moment if you're not driving or you're not at work um or you're not getting ready for work or cooking or something, just grab a small notepad. And I want you to think about what are some of the things, some of the beliefs about money that you currently have that are no longer serving you? What are they? Write them down. Write them down. So some of the most common things that I hear from my clients and from the women that I work with um, in overcoming these beliefs is, you know, the main one is money is the root of all evil. Uh, which is a self-limiting belief that you might have about money or money is not important. You know, it's funny how people say that all the time, like money's not important. Money is, I think Zig Ziglar said this when he said money is, is not, money's not that important, but it's right up there with oxygen, I think is, is the saying like, yeah, You might say that it's not important as you might say like oxygen or air is not important, but you absolutely need them to breathe. (laughs) Like you absolutely need oxygen to breathe. You absolutely need it to live. So whether you feel it's not important or not, by default it is because you need it to survive. (laughs) You need it to even just take care of your basic necessities. So I remember uh, one of my mentors when they said, whoever says money is not important doesn't have any, Um, which I think is somewhat true, too. So money is there. um, The rich get richer and the poor get poor. That's a self-limiting belief about money that you might have. I'm just not good with money. I'm just not good with numbers. I'm just not good with math. Um, I just don't know how to keep 
keep money, all self-limiting beliefs, all the things that you're going to have to begin to release if you want to if you want to reach financial freedom, if that's truly a goal of yours. No one in my family has ever been rich or wealthy. Self-limiting belief. Money is a limited resource. This is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, We believe that money is finite or we believe that even success or like, especially in business, like for whatever reason, I don't know why there's always this competition um, between, between businesses. I think there's, it's okay to have a little friendly competition, but to the point where it's like, if she has it, I can't have it. So if, you know, when Burger King got started, you know, when McDonald's got started, they weren't like, well, Burger King already makes burgers, so we can't make burgers. You know, now there's like In-N-Out and Burger King and McDonald's and Whataburger. And there's like so many different burger places. But it's like we feel like in our business, like, oh, she's a graphic designer, so I can't be a graphic designer. Oh, she talks about wealth and money, so I can't talk about wealth and money. Or she's a business coach, so I got to do something different. And it's like, no. There is no limit to the amount of people that are out there for us to serve. There's billions of people on this planet. There's so many people that need the services that we provide. Um, But we're just too afraid to step out because we think that we should be the only burger place on the on the street where there's going to be some people that like Whataburger. There's going to be for those of you who are not in the South. We do have a place called Whataburger. Some of y'all are probably like, what is she talking about? All my Texas people understand. But, um, you know, some people are going to like In-N-Out. Some people are going to like Burger King. Some people are going to like Wendy's. Some people don't even like fast food. So don't even talk to them about a burger or they're vegan or they, they only eat black bean burgers. But you guys get my point, right? There is no limit on on wealth there is no limit on money there is no limit on clients there is no limit on people that you can serve there's no limit remove the limits um so yes those are just some of the self-limiting beliefs that you might have about money that are no longer serving you so you're gonna have to pay that price (laughs) you're gonna that is one thing you absolutely have to give up in order to achieve financial freedom, there's no if, ands, or buts about it, no way around it, nothing that you can do to avoid that. So write down what some of those limiting beliefs that are no longer serving you and choose to let them go. Choose to let them go. And I would love to hear from you guys. So go ahead and DM me on Instagram, email me, reach out to me. <laughs> let me know what some of those self-limiting beliefs are that you, um, that things that are coming up for you guys. So the second cost, second thing that you're going to have to pay in order to um, achieve financial freedom, which is the second thing that you're going to have to give up is despising or even envying rich people. If you despise someone who's wealthy, if you despise someone who has money, if you think they are evil, if you think that they are up to no good, that they are conniving and sneaky, and if you think anything bad about them, first of all, what we think about other people is a reflection of ourselves. But 
um, somewhere you have you have deep rooted the ideal that if you were to become wealthy, you would become those things. So if you believe wealthy people are sneaky, if you believe wealthy people are evil, if you think that they are are dishonest, whatever you think that they are, you believe that if you become wealthy, you will be those things too. Whether you consciously or subconsciously believe them, it's there. It's it's rooted in you. And so for that, you will always self-sabotage. You will always get in your own way when it comes to building your wealth. You will always get in your way when it comes to making more money. You will always get in, get in your way when it comes to paying down debt or savings. There is something that will always come up and get in the way because you cannot possibly become somebody that you despise. You can't. You, you just can't. That's that's just not how this works. Like our natural human instinct is to move away from pain. Away from pain. <laughs> like that's it. Move away from pain. And if for whatever reason you believe, even even the smallest belief that being wealthy, being rich is going to cause you pain or cause you to be um somebody that you dislike, you will move away from that. You will self-sabotage. And I, I guarantee that if you sit and you think about it and you write down maybe just one specific time where you were on the verge of, of doing something that could potentially have brought you extreme wealth, like you were going to apply for a new promotion, but you decided not to apply for it, or you were going to start a new business, but you decided not to start it or or that you were had the potential to work with a big client, but you kind of like self-sabotaged. You guys, I'm going to tell you guys uh, a situation where I self-sabotaged. So I have a mentor of mine, um, someone that I've admired for so long. She is an amazing coach. She's she's really well known um, and not a, she's she's a beautiful person inside and out. And she wanted to do like a collaboration with me uh, and y'all. It scared me like when she was like, yeah, let's do this together. And I was like, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm that I'm ready to do this collaboration because there was part of me that was just like, I just want to stay like in the I don't know, like I there's so many times I've self-sabotaged in my business. But I know, for instance, that that is one of them. So um I didn't take the, the, the steps necessary to complete that collaboration. So I sent the email, but I sent it a little bit late, which is not a good thing when you're working with someone who's like very like on top of their stuff. Like, and I'm, I'm being completely honest with y'all. Like I me- I messed this collaboration up. I did not make myself look like the type of person or the type of partner that you would want to collaborate with but that's not even my personality like I'm always on top of stuff not to say that I don't make mistakes but I know deep to my core deep in my heart I know to my core that that was something that I was struggling with that that was fear speaking out like that was that was just something that I was I mean honestly like I just I messed it up (laughs) I don't I don't know how to better say that. I hope you guys don't think that I'm just rambling, but um I hope y'all get what I'm trying to say is that self-sabotage is real. 
So um, if you despise who you think you will become, if you become wealthy, you will not get there. You won't. You'll figure out a way to to make sure that that doesn't happen. So the third cost and the third thing that you're going to have to give up, which is I think this one is pretty obvious. I think everybody knows that um, is going to be your current lifestyle, your current lifestyle. And that's just because here's the thing. I'm not I, I don't teach frugality. Um, I, I always teach from a prosperity teaching. Like, I don't necessarily think you should be living off ramen noodles so you can pay off all your debt. But at the same time, if you are living above your means, if you are spending more than you are earning, if you um, are not working on ways to increase your income and decrease your expenses so that you have a a big gap of big cash flow or what they call disposable income. Um, you're not going to see financial freedom point blank period. Like I think one of my friends, Kevin, he has been really on this on social media lately. And if you guys don't follow him, you should. His name is Kevin. His brand is building bread. Um, he is going to be on the podcast. I have an episode recorded with him, but he was talking about how income is not wealth. People really like mix up the two. Like they think just because someone earns $10,000 a month or just because someone earns $300,000 a year or just because someone is a doctor or a lawyer or whatever the, the title is, you know, or, you know, an analyst or whatever, whatever it is that they are wealthy or that they have money. And that's not true. It's the farthest thing from the truth because Income does not equal wealth. And I had a point that I was (laughs) talking about with that. Yes, income does not equal wealth because what happens is that when people have these increased and inflated salaries or or, um, positions or titles, they have these increased and inflated lifestyles. Am I telling you that you have to drive a hoopty? No. Because that's not necessarily what I want to do either. But I am telling you that there are going to have to be some decisions that are going to be difficult for you. And you're going to have to outweigh. There are some things that are going to have to outweigh what you currently want. Like I've had my car for a long time. My car has been paid off. It is nothing wrong with my car. It is driving beautifully still. But I am dying to get a new car. Like I love the way um, the Mercedes trucks look right now I have a just a a Mazda and I'm like I really want to have a luxury car I really want to have a Mercedes and I really want to go out and get me a Mercedes like that would that would be wonderful for me but at the same time I know that I'm no I can't do that right now as of right now my my goal is getting 100% out of debt after that, it's funding my daughter, my daughter's college fund at 100%, making sure my husband and I are funding our retirement accounts 100%, then building up um, more investments, you know, possibly getting uh, a, a investment property soon. Like I have other goals that don't involve me getting a brand new car right now. So my lifestyle 
means that I have to drive the same old car that I've been driving for a long time. Does that mean that I'm going to drive it forever? No, but currently that's what I'm going to do because that's where my financial goals are. And that's why it's so important to know what your goals are and to know where you stand because they say that the difference between wealthy people and those who are not wealthy is what's called time perspective. And um, time perspective is when you make a decision, especially a financial decision, how much time do you take into account How much time do you take into account when making that financial decision? So if I'm going to buy a new purse or a new bag or whatever it is, am I thinking about this money right now that's in my account or am I thinking about this money 10 years from now? And I say that all to say that my time perspective when it comes to making lifestyle decisions has changed significantly in the last three years. Now, every time I make a financial decision, well, now that I'm married, because I've been married three years, we just celebrated our three-year anniversary, I have to consult somebody. And I've been on my own since I was 17. So I'm used to just making decisions by myself. So it it took a little while for me and my husband to be able to make financial decisions together. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that marriage and money. So uh, look out for that. He is going to be my guest on that podcast. Um, But now when I make a financial decision, I always think about the future. I always think way, way, way in the future. I'm talking 10, 20 years from now, just to kind of give you guys an example. And then, um, I'll have to move to the next topic because otherwise we will be on this podcast forever. But just to give you guys an example there, um, I have a lot of friends that are stay at home moms. And I think it's awesome that, you know, they have the, 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 they're blessed with the capabilities to, to be able to stay at home and raise their children. And, um, you know, I kind of run the business and work part time and I do all these other things. So I don't really consider myself like a stay at home mom, (laughs) but, um, they wanted to put the, they're, they're putting their kids in this activity and my daughter's like friends with them. So it's like, Oh, well, we should all put our kids in this activity And I went to my husband and I was like, here's the activity. Here's how much it costs. You know, like, what do you think? What, what should we do? And my husband and I are running the numbers and I'm like, well, yeah, she, is she really going to enjoy this activity at this age? Because my daughter's one. So she's not, she, she's still learning a couple things. Um, we do keep her in swim lessons because she loves swim lessons. But, um, this particular activity, When we went to make the decision for this activity, I literally ran the numbers that if we put the same amount into her college fund versus paying for this activity, what would the cost be? What would the cost be? Because right now it's like, oh, it's only, you know, $400 or only $100 or only this amount of money. The purse or the shoes is only $200 or whatever it might be. Even the car, the car might only be $300 a month, whatever. But I'm not looking at that $300 now. I'm not looking at that $100 now. I'm looking at in 20 years, what could this $100 grow to be if I invested it? And I got my compound interest calculator out and I said, the market does 10%. 
on average, on average for the last like 100 years is done about eight to 10%. So guarantee I've had years that it's done 19%. I've had years that it's done like 5%. So <laughs> up and down. Um, I wasn't in the market when all the crashes happened. So I haven't experienced like the negative markets, but on average, it's going to do 10%. So if I put this $100, if I put this $500 in here, what is it going to be in 20 years? What is it going to cost us? Right. And the numbers are like mind blowing. <laughs> Seriously, it's like mind blowing. Even we're like at the point where we're reevaluating our life insurance policies. Um, and one of the premiums we were looking at one of the premiums and I think it was the difference between like 20 or $30 or something like that. And we were like, what if we invested that $30? Like, what if we took the Dave Ramsey approach and did the like invest the difference? What would the difference be? And I think the difference of the $30 was going to be like 22,000 in, in 15 years or something like that. And I'm like 22,000, like, you're just thinking $15 a month, but when you change your time perspective, 22000 is a lot of money <laughs> to, to just leave on the table there. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get. So when it comes to you planning your future, that's one of the things you're going to have to take into perspective. So I say all that just to say that Back to my point, because I feel like I kind of went on off on a tangent there. But I say all that just to say that there are aspects of your current lifestyle that you might have to give up. And that's what it's going to cost you to be financially free. There are activities that you may not be able to participate, that you may not um, be able to put your, your children in at this time. And that is OK. You know, that's one of the things that I have accepted, like, there are some sacrifices that are going to need to be made. But, you know, what are these small sacrifices to live a lifetime of, of freedom, you know, to live 20, 30 years of freedom? Not not only that, but to leave a legacy for the next generation. I would love for my daughter to be in this particular activity that I was just talking about. But is it worth her having not having a debt free college experience should she choose to go to college or not having money to you know fund a business or something or being able to invest in her future is it worth it so that's one of the things that you may have to pay that's one of the costs that you may have to that you are going to incur when you're on this journey like I said financial freedom ain't free it's not free and that's one of the things that it's going to cost you is your current lifestyle aspects of your current lifestyle so let me get to number point number four y'all because I got a couple more points to go so point number four is the fourth thing that it's going to cost you is being impatient being impatient listen guys there are no quick fixes. There are no shortcuts. There's no elevator. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Trust me, if there was a shortcut, I would have found it by now. I think I'm very um, observant and I tried to find all the shortcuts. I tried to do it 
you know, as fast as possible, but there is no shortcut to financial freedom. It's about your daily habits. It's about decisions that you are making today that are going to affect you 20 years in the future. It's about you being consistent with your business right now so you can allow it to grow. Y'all, like, that's that's what it is. Like, there's no other way around it. You have to put in the work now. You have to do the work now. You have to um, plant the seeds now in order to reap the rewards in the future. And with that comes a level of patience that you have. You have to have. You have to give up being impatient. You have to give up wanting things to happen overnight. You have to give up this popcorn mentality that, you know, things are just supposed to you're just supposed to put it in the microwave and it's just supposed to be done overnight. These things take time. All you have to do is stick to the plan. All you have to do is be consistent. All you have to do is show up. That's all you have to do. I think we overcomplicate things. And when we're not willing to give up being impatient, when we're not willing to 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 give that to God and kind of let that go, that is what stops us. Even with my own journey, you guys, like I really feel like I got in my own way so many times. There's so many times that I got in my own way. And when I would reflect on that, the reason I would be getting in my own way was somewhat self-sabotage, but mainly because I was frustrated that things were not happening as fast as I thought they should be happening. I was being impatient. I was wanting things to happen overnight. And here's one thing that I was talking to a really close friend of mine about the other day is that I don't right now I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to be so focused on what I feel like I should have at this point in my life, where I feel like my business should be at this point in my life. You know, um, I don't want to be so focused on that, that I miss where God is trying to take me in five years. Don't be so focused on where you are right now financially or where you are in your business or even where you are in your relationships or like in your life as far as if you desire to have a spouse and you feel like that person's not there yet. Don't be so focused on what's lacking in your life that you miss where God is trying to take you in five to 10 years. You miss the person he's trying to introduce you to. You miss the opportunity that he has laid at your feet and all you have to do is step into it in order to receive everything that you are desiring. But because it might not be happening in the timeline that you feel it should be happening, you want to throw a hissy fit. And I'm speaking my own sermon here. You know, when I come on this podcast, I tell you guys, I'm not perfect. I made plenty of mistakes. And I have thrown several hissy fits with God. I have had several conversations with God about how I felt like this should have happened at this time. This should have happened then. And this, you know, this this is my timeline. But listen, he does not follow our timeline. He does not follow our timeline. And if you really want to be financially free, if that is really something that you truly desire, if you truly desire to to wake up and one day never have to worry about money, never have to think about where your next dollar is going to come from, have passive income, 
six figure, multiple six figures of passive income to be able to just spend time with your family and love on the people who you just enjoy loving on. Like I'm, I'm telling my own dreams here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody else, but I'm definitely telling my own dreams here. If that's something that you desire, you are going to have to give up being impatient. You're going to have to stop looking for the overnight success. Um, if you need help with, with um, oh, you know, the ideal of overnight success, go back and listen to the last episode, which was how to overcome or how to be an overnight success. Um, go back and listen to that, that episode because I talk about being impatient. I talk about this wanting quick fixes. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Number four is that you have to give up being impatient. So the fifth thing, uh, the fifth cost that you'll have to pay, the fifth thing that you're going to have to give up in order to achieve financial freedom is the ideal that you are not worthy of wealth. When I work with clients, when I speak with women um, around the country, uh, even around the, the world, you know, I've, I've had clients that were in a few other countries. Most of my clients are in the U.S. But um, when I speak with, with clients, I really feel like this is kind of one of those, the number one things that holds them back. Like when it comes, and I don't know if it's, if, if it's, I don't work with men, so I don't know if it's just uh, something that comes up with women, but it's like this ideal that like we're waiting to feel worthy, like we're waiting for someone to um, dub us as worthy of having wealth, you know, someone to give us the okay, to give us the nod, to give us the acknowledgement that it's okay to be wealthy. And since I'm telling you right now, if that is something you are waiting on, take this as your, as your, um, okay. Take this as your, your like, I don't know, like take this as like, like me saying like, you are absolutely worthy of the wealth that you desire. You deserve everything that you desire. And Here's the thing. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. (laughs) He knows that we are completely imperfect people. So when it comes to that perfectionist mindset, we've done that to ourselves. He never told us that we had to be perfect. He never told us that. So this ideal that we that we we have to be perfect in order to be deserving of wealth in order to be worthy. You know, there's things that I've mistakes that I've made in my past, even financially that I would just beat myself up with over and over and over and over and over again. Um, all the time. And it was like, at, at some point, you have to move forward. At some point, you have to forgive yourself, let it go and move forward. That's all you have to do. And if you truly want to reach financial freedom, if you truly want the things that you truly desire, you have got to let go of the ideal that you are not worthy of wealth. You are a child of God and you are worthy because God has said you are worthy because God has said you are deserving of wealth. Um, so 
that's one of those things that you you can't you can't get past that. You've got to let go of the ideal that you are not worthy of wealth. So uh, let's see. What's the sixth thing? Let me pull up my notes. Oh, so the sixth, sixth cost that you're going to have to pay, the sixth thing that you're going to have to release or let go of in order to reach financial freedom, in order to pay the cost is self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs. Um, And I read this quote not too long ago, but it said, sometimes it's not the lack of ability, but the lack of confidence that prevents us from achieving what we really want. Sometimes it's doable, but self-doubt makes it impossible. So whenever I think about about self-doubt, I always think about the story of Peter um, and Jesus you know, when um, Jesus was calling for Peter to walk on the water. And it was like when he took the first step on the water, um, you know, he didn't have any self-doubt. So he was walking on the water. But as soon as he he began to doubt himself, he began to sink Um and that's when he he took Jesus's hand and he got back up. And that's when Jesus says the um, the scripture when he says, um, what's the scripture? Y'all? <laughs> uh, Matthew, uh, it says, oh, ye, ye of little faith. Why? Do, why did you doubt? And a lot of us are like are like Peter. It's our own self-doubt that's that's getting in the way. And here's the thing. Peter could have stayed in the boat, right? But he at least was willing to take the first step. And a lot of us are very willing to take the first step. Some of us are stuck in the boat. We can't we can't even get out of the boat to take the first step. And I understand that because I've been in both situations. I've been in the in the place where I'm like, I'm not getting out of the boat. <laughs> I'm too afraid. Um, and then I've been in the situation where it's like I'm doing things and I'm taking the steps and then self doubt gets the best of me. So it's self-doubt that began to um to cause Peter to to sink. It's his lack of faith. Um and I used to think that self-doubt was about battling my insecurity. Um but now I see, you know, I'm not only doubting myself when I have self-doubt, I'm doubting God because I don't I don't have faith. I don't have faith that he can overcome my particular situation. I don't have faith like Peter. Peter didn't have faith that, he, that you know, God could allow him to walk on water. So that's one of the things that you're going to have to eliminate if you want to be financially free. Because self-limiting beliefs will take you out more times than not. It'll, it'll cause you to, to self-sabotage. It'll cause you to be completely oblivious to opportunities that God has placed in front of you. And for some of us, it'll cause us to just sit in the boat and and not get out and start that business, not get out and go meet new people so that maybe you, you're out and about and you meet the love of your life. It may cause you to just stay in the house and stay stuck where you currently are. And that gets us nowhere. 
I think I think when it comes to life and, you know, I don't have all the life keys. I don't have I don't know everything. But what I will say is that one thing that is has been a key to happiness for me um, is progress. It's progress. And I know Tony Robbins says this all the time, but it's like life is not about like checking these little boxes. Life is not about trying to impress other people. Life is not about material things. It's not about money. It's not about houses. It's not about cars. You know, I want people to have all of that and be financially free and have all that God has called them to be. But it's not necessarily about that. It's about forward progression. It's about becoming the person that you were destined to be. It's about going out there and getting everything that you are to get. You know, so maybe that does include the material things. That does include the house, the car. That does include um, the, the 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 kids and the and the grandkids and the and the husband. And maybe it does include all of those things, but but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just about you becoming your best self and inspiring other people to do the same. Who knows? Everyone has a different calling. Um, But I say all that to say, do not let your self-limiting beliefs take you out. That is definitely one of the things you're going to have to give up. One of the costs to being financially free is letting go of of self-limiting beliefs. So let me get to the final, final, final thing because I feel like I have really been talking a lot today. And the final thing that you are going to have to give up, the final cost to financial freedom is you might have to give up a few friends along the way. There are people who aren't meant to go on this journey with you. And and it's it's a difficult thing to let good people go because sometimes, you know, I think when people get into like, oh, I want to cut this person off and this person's toxic. I think to me, it's a little bit easier to cut off people who are toxic, who are just like, ugh, they're negative. You, you know that they just don't make you feel good after a conversation with them, you know, they're not really helping you to progress in life and you're not really helping them to progress in life. It's just, it's just a bad situation, especially if it's toxic. But there are some people who aren't bad people. They're great, genuine people. You know, they, they mean well, but they're not meant to go on this journey with us. They're not meant to support us in this season. They're not meant to walk side by side with us on this journey. And I've come to realize that because I've been praying very specific prayers. And one of my prayers that I'm praying is that God begin to remove everything and everyone that is not supposed to be in my life in this season. And y'all be careful when y'all pray that prayer. I'm just going to tell y'all if if y'all <laughs> if y'all want to want to want to pray that prayer, be careful because you don't get to decide who stays and who goes. And God will put situations in your life where certain people won't be able to stand the heat. 
they they won't be able to stand the heat or they'll reveal something to you that maybe you didn't notice. Maybe you didn't notice. Um, one thing that I'm really working on, and I think I've been talking about this on, on the podcast a little bit, is setting boundaries with people. And I don't think that I realized how incredibly selfish some of my friends were. I think it was almost like jarring to me. Like it was really like astonishing because I'm one of those people who like I love, I love hard. <laughs> and whether that's in relationship, whether that's friendships. I've been friends with some people for, you know, 20 years you know, since we were, were kids and I, I love, 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 love these people. Um, but here's the thing. There's sometimes you don't, some things you don't realize in certain seasons in your life. Cause you're not meant to realize it in that season. But when you start praying certain prayers, God starts revealing to you certain things. He starts putting certain situations in place that reveal to you that maybe such and such, yeah, you've been friends with them for so many years, but they might be mighty selfish. They might only care about how you can help them. They may not be as good of a friend to you as you think that they are. And that's okay. That's okay. Because some people, like I said, some people are not meant to go on this journey with us. There are some some relationships that you might have to to end. You know, there are some people that you may just have to talk to a little bit less. And I say this all the time. It does not have to be this whole dramatic thing. You don't have to like take them to lunch and and sit them down and say, I've been noticing you've been real selfish lately. Like it doesn't have to be all of that. Like first off, you don't necessarily owe anybody an ex- an explanation. If God has told you to do something, if he's told you to move a certain way, move. That's it. <laughs> move that way. Because trust me, the consequences of not moving that way are going to be far greater than um, than the opposite. So it doesn't have to be this this big thing where, you know, it, it's all dramatic and tears and <laughs> um, anger. Like it doesn't mean that you love them any less. It doesn't mean that you hate them. It doesn't mean that, you know, you wish them bad or anything like sometimes it's okay to love people from a distance. It is perfectly okay to love people from a distance. And you never know that distance could be needed for you, needed for them just as much as it's needed for you. So I realized that God has been removing some people in my life and Whether I completely agree with it or not, I'm not sure, but I don't really have a say so in it because he's put particular situations in place where people have really showed me their true colors and I still love them. I still wish them the best. I still will be there for them um, if, if they need me. Like, I'm not turning my back on people, but I know that in this particular season, some people just can't go on this journey with me. And that's okay. That's okay. 
So y'all, I have been talking a lot this episode and um, I'm going to let you guys get back to your daily lives. I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Please do me a favor and go ahead and write a review on iTunes. Actually type a review. I love reading y'all's reviews. It helps other people know about the show and it helps me to keep going. Like there are some days that I'm like, I just want to quit podcasting. <laughs> Not going to lie. That's the truth moment. There are some days that I do want to just go ahead and give up, but I read you guys reviews. I understand, you know, I love how this podcast is helping you. I love how it's helping you change your life. I love that it's helping you start your path towards financial freedom, change your mindset on on whether you're worthy or not change your mindset on on what you believe and I look forward to some of you guys who I'm going to be working with in the future um, as you guys sign up to be clients and um, I have a live event coming very 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 soon I cannot wait to announce it you guys get ready because this live event is going to be amazing it's going to be a very intimate event um so there won't be like a ton of people. I specifically have it capped at a certain amount of people that will be allowed in the room. And that's because I want it to be an open space where we're going to be talking about money. We're going to be talking about wealth. We're going to be talking about um, a, a real strategic plan. What What is it going to cost? What does wealth look like? Um, how, how do you get there socially, emotionally? <laughs> um physically financially relationally all of that so just want to thank you for listening to another episode of the secrets of a money mogul podcast be sure to check the show notes for any important links and information and the application to apply for coaching with me and i thank you and i love y'all and i will talk to you next week bye